Happy Monday and welcome back to another wonderful week here at the Rocketeer Minute where every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnson-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Jim, I think I hear it. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. Well, I don't know what to say, boys. I just, <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that, than that. It doesn't Everybody, get any better. You know, now, every, just when promise, you have your own fanfare, that's, that, that's exactly. the important thing. As, as long as you promise, Billy, when you start a podcast and we come on as guests, you give us a special theme. I, I think that's only fair. Oh, no. I'm going to hum your special theme. <laughs> wow. Even better, a raw live performance. Yeah. Well, you know, that, I was, that's one of my many questions. I keep writing these things down in the interim between, uh, uh, by the way, with, uh, thank you, Billy, for being on the show again. Uh, but uh, I, I always wonder, I have a list of questions when we, in, our, in our off time of what to ask. If you were going to have a Movies by Minute podcast, which movie would you do, do you think? What, have you, if, have you, if I was going to do one? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, the first thing that pops into my head is Dracula. Uh huh. Bram Stoker's that, Dracula. That would be something. Yeah, that would be an amazing thing to host. And yeah, it, uh, yeah that really would be. You know, I haven't watched that in ages. It's on. It's uh, it's in my library and my I, ridiculous movie shelves downstairs. But I haven't watched it in forever. I just ordered it on Blu-ray, so I just huh. uh, I, it's sitting on the table waiting for me to get a Blu-ray player. <laughs> all you, you got to do is cut it into minutes, and everything <laughs> you'll be ready to go. Easy as pie. But it's such a juicy, juicy movie. I mean, it. it, it I mean, so to speak. Uh, it. it uh, I think it would really lend itself to being dissected. Oh or, yeah. Or nitpicked. Well, yeah. And there's there's so many there's so many directions to go in it. You know, it's just in the, the film production itself, and then the background of Dracula mm. and yeah. and uh, different versions of how how it was done. Yeah, interesting, interesting mm. idea. How how do you have a do you have a plan? Do you have an, another minute that you'd want to do? <laughs> Boy, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've sort of jokingly uh, referred to the, the Great Waldo Pepper. Uh, I think that would be such a fun one to dive into and do, you know, any, anything like that. Uh, the Battle of Britain, another great, uh, great classic mm. aviation movie. Those magnificent men in their flying machines. Obviously, oh, yeah. there's a theme here for me from yeah. aviation <laughs> movies. Let me see if I can guess what it is. Let's see if you can suss uh, that out. Well, wow. that's the thing, though. I mean, that's... Uh, you know that's that that was my ticket into this world was uh, was being the airplane nerd. But um, it, it's I joke because in a room full of movie people, I'm the airplane guy, and in a room full of airplane guys, I'm the movie nerd. So <laughs> you know, wherever you place me, I'm slightly out of context. Oh. Wow. Well, we're we're starting off uh, the week with uh, with uh, Jenny leading Cliff off of the set of the Laughing Bandit, and uh, Cliff's trying to be the, the the right guy. He's trying to do the good thing here. You know, he remembered after eating his hamburger last night at the uh, at the bulldog, yeah. <laughs> thinking, "What can I do to you know help help Jenny out?" And one now of the I'm things gonna, is, now I'm going to involve her. Yeah, yes. And it just <laughs> this seems go, like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it all goes pear shaped. <laughs> ah, gosh, yeah. If only Neville hadn't found out. Um, but it it's a uh, it's a great I love the I love the backstage stuff. There's so many you know the, the lighting and all that and and just wandering around with right. all, the, you know, the all the grease pencil written on the flats to, uh, yeah. to identify you know which piece goes where. Yeah, the details are wonderful. The details are wonderful. I remember being really, really. Uh, 
having a good deal of fun with it. You know, and when I come into the scene, I think I come through a stage door and it's, you know, it's an actual stage door. It's the, the yeah. movie within the movie. So it's, uh, it's, it was just kind of a really fun sequence to, uh, though I did have a bit of, uh, I did have a bit of sword envy. I, I really wished <laughs> yeah. that I had, you know, that somehow it had been written so that uh, I accidentally have to defend myself with a sword or something. I am willing to bet that uh, Timothy Dalton had a bit of rocket envy. So he might have had a little bit of rocket envy to uh, to you could say that. Yeah, but I mean, but how, you get to be the. Le- I mean, this is this is two weeks after Robin Hood had, had premiered the uh, un- unfortunately right. uh, cast uh, Kevin Costner vehicle. Oh but my goodness! I, I would think who who wouldn't want to play Ro- Robin Hood? I mean, this is such a you know you get to dress up in the tights and I, I mean, I'm and you were just coming off a Ren fair, so I would imagine that this it's, whole thing would be. It's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, so broadswords and stuff. Go ahead. Billy, have you ever been on a set where uh, a flat fell over like that? No, I. I don't think I have. Um, I've been in a play. I did a play in um, in. Uh, I start. In fact, my first professional job was in a play in Chicago at the Beacon Street Theater. It was a live audience participatory um, uh, show called Dungeon Master, um, and uh, it was uh, you know it was essentially Dungeons and Dragons on stage. And uh, we had one evening where an entire castle fell apart. Um, it wasn't meant to, um, and it fell apart. And it, it's a miracle, really, that no one was was injured. Uh, wow! And the play went on, as, as it always does. I once broke a toe on stage in the middle of a play, and uh, <laughs> and the show went on. What yeah. choice did we have? Yeah, but, uh, I, uh, I never broke I, down a castle. I once had to play the snake in the Garden of Eden, and uh, I had to do these um, flame effects with my hands. And I had uh, like a po- uh, not like a podium, um, nitrocellulose paper in my hand that I would throw into the air that would catch fire and mm. and burn. And one of them caught on my thumb as I was throwing it. And <sighs> I, I had to get it off my thumb quickly, and I dropped it down onto Eve, who was seated below me wearing a flesh tone leotard and <laughs> she bore it up very well just didn't you know let the thing burn but she didn't didn't get hurt but uh, yeah all all the little tragedies of uh, of acting her, yes. her flesh tone leotard turned to burnt sienna yeah <laughs> exactly it was a crayola nightmare oh very poetic um but great uh you can obviously tell dalton was really chewing up the scene he loved you know the whole oh. lurking and skulking and you know my of of quite a few uh performances of his that i that i have enjoyed uh i think this really is the one i enjoy the most he he yeah. just was magnificent in the role i have to say uh yeah and he was I, having I, such fun such fun it's uh how how often have you played the bad guy? Are the, and is it more fun to be the bad guy? You know, I always answer yes, um, because there are simply more options for behavior. As a as a good guy, you, you're relatively constrained. You know, you 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 you're a good guy. I mean, you would you don't pretend to be something you're not. Um, but a bad guy can be uh, all over the map and and. Um, no one ever really let me play a bad guy until I did the film with Jennifer Lopez, 
and then I was I was the, I was constantly being hired to play a bad guy. Yeah, uh, I was thinking you know, the Ted Bundy role. The was Ted Bundy thing, and and uh, I did a little uh, western. There was a show called Dead Man's Gun, shooting in Vancouver. In fact, that was the first time I ever went to Vancouver to do Dead Man's Gun. I I played a bad gunslinger come to town, and uh, yeah, it really opened up um, uh, opened that up for me, and and I. I have to say, I, I kind of enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's it's uh, no, I I spent a lot of my time playing because I had kind of a baby face uh, into my really into my almost forties, and um, uh, no one hardly ever let me play men like grown men, and uh, I was either you know somebody's uh, boyfriend or. Uh, just always nice guys the guy next yeah. door yeah and uh um i really 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 am grateful that uh that that movie with uh, jennifer came along wow and you know later in this film you get to play a very bad waiter which is uh, <laughs> so close but <laughs> not right. uh, not exactly exactly uh, what you had in mind yeah 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 it's um it, it's just it's just great watching it i guess you didn't get to play evil lincoln that would have been <laughs> Put, put a whole different turn on things. Evil Lincoln. Evil Lincoln. Now there's a there's a podcast I do. Yeah. <laughs> minute by minute take on Evil Lincoln. Evil oh. Lincoln. What is it? There there, there was a uh, there was a, a Lincoln a vampire hunter Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, the casting people never called though. Oh well. Um, we get to the part where uh, uh, poor Jenny Blake is trying. You know, she's she has this role. It's gonna she's gonna be wonderful for the role, and then she gets handed a pink slip for saying. <laughs> The director wants you off the picture, and that's such, so perfectly timed. You know, this is a good yeah. job. The director thinks I'm talented, <laughs> and then just Damn. boom, you know, here's your pay voucher. Director wants you off the director wants It's you almost the like they they wrote it that way. It's it's, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> the the uh, it is it is. I just I really really love this sequence. I love this whole movie. If you yeah. can't, if you haven't uh, quite caught that, as uh, do we. It's know, a hunt, obviously. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a question about this movie. When you hmm. when you get you get booked for this movie and hmm. they they hand you a contract, it's like here you are the, you're going to play the role of the Rocketeer to sign here. Who are you working? For? Are you still a, are you a contractor or do you are you working for Walt Disney Pictures or Silver Screen Partners? Like who's the other side of that contract? Who who do you work for? It's me. I'm an independent contractor, and and um, but at that point, as I recall, I had signed a contract for three three pictures, three films. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I think I told you this story. Did I tell this in, in a podcast? Or you, was said it... that you said that you had been si- you were signed up for three, but then... It... Yeah, the movie didn't uh, perform yeah. like they had hoped. Um, and in fact, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think Disney wanted, needed to call it a loss um, because uh, I don't think it lost money. Um, but it wasn't the hit they wanted, yeah. and uh, and so they uh, it was more convenient for them to uh, call it a loss. Happens all the time. Movie studios call movies losses and write them off. But uh, there was also the relationship, the um, uh, to put it mildly, the acrimonious relationship between Joe and the studio. Yeah. So I, you know, there was just not going to be a sequel, and. Uh, and so, uh, so the three picture thing was never a was a moot point after that. 
is it still active? I mean, could they ever call no, you back and say, by the way, okay, it was no, after no, no, a no. certain amount of time. And, and, and in fact, I, I, when they, when my agent called me and said, uh, they want to, they want a three picture thing. Like you have to do, you know, uh, two more movies for them. And I said, well, no, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want, I, I don't I, I don't want to have to do that. What if I don't like the movies? And he's like, well, you probably have to do them anyway. I'm like, well, no, I don't want to do that. And uh, they, so he went to Disney, called Disney and said, uh, my client doesn't really want to do that. And they were, they got really nasty about it. They were really? like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I only heard what my agent reported back to me and he sort of glossed it over, but he said, uh, yeah, the, it kind of amounts to who the heck do you think you are? You've never <laughs> done a film and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, in fact, um, in fact, uh, Sparky, well, I can't, I can never remember his name. Oh, um. Uh, yeah, from uh, uh, Geffen and uh, head of the studio, Katzenberg. Yeah, Katzenberg. Katzenberg. Um, yeah. When I when I ran up to the office to show some wardrobe to Katzenberg uh, one day, it was the first time I'd met him. He came up the hallway and shook my hand, and he said, uh, and I quote, "Sorry about all that Disney crap." Uh, <laughs> and he was talking about how they had how yeah. they had sort of berated me for not wanting a three picture deal. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. I was so, really working for me. Uh, I work for me. You know, I'm, okay, yeah. I'm, um, I'm an independent contractor, uh, uh, and uh, it's not like the old days when you work for a studio. Yeah, so you, you didn't get the 10% off at the uh, Disney uh, Disney stores and things like that? Or... I think I did, actually, oh, okay. but the, there was just nothing from the Disney store I wanted. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> anyway, poor poor Jenny gets, uh, gets uh, fired for, well, for, at least for this minute, <laughs> she's been fired. And uh, has to walk and, off. It's an it's amazing the number of coffee cups that are that are piled on every single flat behind. <laughs> I mean, there must be like a, a Starbucks or proto Starbucks around yeah. the corner. I think that was, a, as I recall, sort of an in, inside joke. I I think I recall that happening. Joe saying, "No, no, no, more more coffee cups." It's like <laughs> it's like everybody parks a coffee cup, and I do yeah. it all the time. I park my <laughs> coffee cup on the back of a flat, uh, probably uh, you know a few times a day uh wow yeah. you know um, speaking of the flats just uh just very quickly um uh, for me an interesting little bit of flea picking probably old news uh old news to you billy but uh the uh the stencils on the backs of the flats with the what is the iatse mm-hmm. union uh I- international iatse I- is what we call okay yeah uh Jim, when we had Rihanna Black on we were talking about uh unions a bit talking about sag and aftra and then we talked about the uh the Motion Picture Stunt Pilots Association actually predating SAG a little bit in the 30s. Um, what I didn't, uh, I had no idea, but this uh, this IATSE was started in 1893. Uh, yeah. So going back, you know, way, way uh, far, relatively speaking. Well, and they, and they were not not just for movies. They were for, like, Broadway and, and sure, theatrical yes, things. Theatrical and the, stage. That's the T and the yeah. S uh, in yeah. the middle there. But uh and uh, yeah, and you'll see you'll see that bug on a lot of a lot of things, and in a lot of movies, if you watch you know you watch all the way to the end, you'll see you, you might see that bug. Oh sure, yeah, at, at the bottom at the of, of, of all the crawl. Into the credits. 
It's great, too, later in this minute, just sort of randomly, but that sign back there, the trap door, keep clear, with the arrow pointing down. <laughs> and it's, it's, that's got an almost sort of wily e. Coyote sort of, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. door bird, company, you know yeah. free bird seed kind of a thing. <laughs> like the road you gonna fall come up. into that and you find yourself in, in uh, you know, a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're already sort of in two as, as it is in this That's scene. right. It, it's just amazing the amount of gear that's just laying around the Fresnel lenses, and the of course the the stage lights that are just are just parked there for for finding your way around in the back. And I just keep thinking these things are multi service as they're they're both a prop and had to be called on the you know on the call sheet of what they needed to address the scene, as well as uh, you know as being listed. You know they were probably dragging them out of other parts of the studio to put it here, but you had to make sure it was on the on the stage when they were doing it. So it must have been a, a very confusing uh, prop setup. It, it was. There were a lot of props around. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was sometimes a, a little confusing. Like, where, where does the movie set end and the, the, uh, the crew begin? You know, you could, if you weren't careful, you could find yourself sort of walking into the real-life movie um, in, instead of the, the one that's on film. Uh I watched uh, I watched the original Robin Hood with Errol Flynn uh, the other night, and oh. uh, it's you know it, it's funny the whole that whole you know the the, the half circle uh, staircase staircase going up the going up the side it's like it's all out of out of that movie yeah, yeah. and just it really putting and it was you know filmed in 1938 so all this is going on at the same time and um, it's just really it just goes it it shows how much of this movie like the the background of it just fits into everything and you just you can almost yeah. imagine uh Basil Rathbone or somebody else showing yes. up on stage yes um, oh Basil Rathbone I haven't yeah. thought about him in ages he was my favorite to this day my favorite Sherlock Holmes yeah and yeah. you oh, know absolutely. when I read you know how it is when you read a book you read you read something and you just you sort of automatically you cast people in parts and um, when I, my whole time when I was reading um, uh, the, the, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, well, the Lord of the Rings, because he's not in the Hobbit, I don't think. Um, but for me, uh, Strider um, uh, oh. is, is Basil Rathbone. That's yeah, who I, I pictured in the part. Uh, I, can see, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah, well, I mean, I, every time when I watch uh, The Princess Bride, we have uh, our friends doing The Princess Bride Minute, but when you see uh, Count Rugen in there, Christopher Guest plays him, but that is just like spot on the oh, uh, Basil Rathbone yes. part from uh, right. Robin Hood, the same the little yeah. goatee and stuff like that and the hair. And, and <laughs> Except, like I think, for the extra finger. But, uh, yeah, that's right. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, great when, uh, as we wander through the details in this minute, and you've got Timothy Dalton looking especially sulky there. He sits in his chair somewhere and looking at about second 13 and uh, tucked into the pouch of his chair. There's a, uh, what has to be a, a copy of variety. So you just see the Y, yeah, uh, the Y sticking up there. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to find out that that was the right issue for, you know, this October 15th, 1938 time frame. But uh, oh, I bet it is. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. No, no. I bet it is. They were just, they were just great that way. Where where was this in in the filming and like in the order of filming? Was this an early scene? Was this a late scene that you filmed? Or? You know, I don't, I don't recall. I really don't recall. Yeah the the only the only uh, physical 
clues on some of these things is I watch uh, uh, poor Jennifer Connelly's eye because she has yeah, a thigh that develops right. in her eye, and it's that's it's right. in this scene and it's in the South Sea. So I know those two scenes oh, are you know are then close it was together. A, then it was a little bit later on. Then it was a little bit later on. Oh, okay, it, it wasn't early in the film. I and know that. You're, I noticed that your hair is a little bit shorter, so I'm assuming that your hair was longer in the earlier scenes, and they they kept trimming, and you. You 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 have really short hair in this one. This is one of the shortest hair scenes in the in the film. That makes some sense, though. I I don't know why they would have uh, wouldn't have just kept it the same length. I I, I don't know. The, the total shooting time was six weeks or seven weeks, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm... yeah, I always wished I had I had I did have at one point a a call sheet and a bulldog cafe menu, which I think I told you I oh. gave to a Navy yeah. SEAL. Um, but uh, I really wish that I had saved all the call sheets from the whole movie. No kidding. I, I just, I just, it just never occurred to me. Uh, and I think I, I'm not even sure I have the script anymore. My, my original script that I made all my markings in. Ah, I, I've, I've been, my master's thesis involved uh, in space studies, but I, I did some work on uh, involving the movie Marooned. Uh, Columbia Pictures uh, Gregory Peck movie, and uh, one of the one of the side uh, ventures of doing this was I, I wound up going to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences out in Beverly Hills, and they have a a huge collection of different actors um, scripts, and I got to see uh, uh, Gregory Peck's copy of his role in Marooned. He played the uh, the, the head of NASA. Oh, that's and, cool. And in every every other line, he's like, "Why would I say this?" And he's like, he's like underlining <laughs> things and crossing stuff out. And apparently, he had some big arguments with the uh, with both the director and the producer. Yeah. About, you know, this isn't right. I'd never say anything like so. He had quite a quite a say in the movie. <laughs> I don't That's think I'd have funny. the guts to say no to Gregory Peck. I don't think I'd look him in the eye and say no. I don't no. think I would either. I mean, for Play God's it sake, written, it's, sir. it's yeah. Gregory Peck. Yeah. Do as you yeah. please, Mr. Peck. Um, <laughs> I I remember that that reminds me of a story of, um, of uh, oh, who was it? High Noon. It was uh, the wonderful actor. Gary uh, Cooper? Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. Yes. And uh, uh, somebody somewhere along the way told me the story of Gary Cooper, um, and how he was just very, you know, very low key and very um, sort of uh, what's the word Con convivial or something. He was just very friendly and and non-confrontational. And somebody would say, um, Gary, can you do this line in this way? Or you know, or or maybe Gary would say a line, you know, and change it to something he wanted to say and they would say okay well uh can you do it again you know with the original dialogue the dialogue as written and he would say oh yeah okay yeah i'll do that okay and then they would do another take and he would do it exactly <laughs> as he had did it the next time and they said oh mr cooper can can we that's terrific but that's how you did it last time can let's this time and he'd go oh yeah okay absolutely and he would do it exactly the same again <laughs> he just never argued he never once apparently argued he just did it his way <laughs> and he, wow. he seems easy to work with but he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's no, fantastic. I'm terribly easy to work with <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
I I just keep going back and forth over that second forty where where poor poor Jenny Blake gets the news gets the news, and it's just that it, you, you just it's it's like hearing tinkling glass, right. <laughs> yeah, just getting crushed, and it's poor um, gal. Uh, and I, if I had, I oh, go ahead, Bill. Go, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, if I uh, if I had to guess, you know, we've we've talked on other episodes uh, a little bit about uh, ADR and and looping dialogue and things. So you got Charles Stavola here as the assistant director, and there's something about his voice. His, his back is to us when he's handing uh, handing Jennifer Connelly the uh, pay voucher, and there's something about his voice that sounds so so rich and so clear that. Uh, I, I'm wondering if that's if that's an example, like a really almost too obvious example of somebody going in and doing dialogue after the fact. I think it probably was uh, a dialogue. I don't think you ever see his uh, his mouth moving, and uh, yeah. in those cases, they save a little money. Um, uh, they often put uh, dialogue into the mouths of uh, uh, background actors who wow. are just miming, and um, and in that way, you know, they have something called the loop group. Um, which is a, a, a bunch of uh, voice actors, and they bring them in to do. Uh, I think they call it walla walla. Uh, uh-huh. It's as in, it's, as in walla walla Washington. Yeah, yeah walla walla Washington, uh, as in uh, sort of background um, dialogue and so yeah. forth. And in, and in this case, it, I strongly suspect that um, that that actor was not uh, voicing that dialogue. It certainly doesn't yeah. sound like it. So you get a bit of it, so like uh, Gert Frobe, who played the title character of Goldfinger in the Bond film. Uh, his accent was so thick and so heavy that uh, they just couldn't use it. So I think every, every <laughs> word of his was redone after the fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. by the same guy. It's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you said Walla Walla. I have to point out that when I was uh, working on my private pilot's license, we have to do these series of cross-country flights uh, of, of greater and greater distances to prove that we can do it. And uh, the last big one I did before I had passed and everything was set, one of my stops was in Walla Walla, Washington. Wow, that's across the whole state, basically. If you're on pretty much, yeah, from where I was, uh, from where I was starting. So, yeah, my my ADR uh, example is always Aunt Beru from Star Wars because she had a, oh uh, right, she had a not only an Australian, I think it was an Australian accent, but she had a very hoarse, deep voice, and they just there isn't a single line of hers that is that is original Beru. Oh, (laughs) Uh, Sheila Fraser. Yeah, yeah. How um how were you mic'd in this? Was it just two booms? Was it were uh, I don't recall. I really don't recall. Um, I think, it, I think there was a lot of boom, uh, miking. I'm not sure that the, uh, the technology at that point for the radio mics was as, well, it certainly wasn't as good as it is today. Um, and so even if we were with radio mics, we probably also, there was a boom, uh, mic in there somewhere okay yeah yeah i think of the lavaliers kind of easy to hide in all that clothing that you have but, easy uh, to hide but i i think the the um i think they I, I seem to recall that they also backed it up with a boom mic okay yeah just just a great scene i mean it, it leaves you know you, you're even you know poor cliff is in worse off shape than when, when he started he was yeah. trying, trying to do the right thing and he just dug a bigger hole exactly yes. and yeah. another case of of you know, if him intentionally or not, you know, completely belittling poor Jenny's, uh, poor Jenny's choice of, choice of career when, yeah. you know, in the, in 1938, it's hard to say, you know, air race pilot, you know, turned, turned rocketeer versus 
struggling actress, you know, which one really was the more stable profession and neither of them had, <laughs> neither of them had a ton going for them as no. exciting as that would have been. No. And no. You know, I love it later in the minute when, you know, Dalton's been listening to this and uh, you see his, his head appear out from between the flats and he just, he grabs the brace. He just sort of leaps out. He just cannot get out there fast enough because, yeah. you know, he's yeah. got some, he's got some skullduggery he's got to get up to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's got his own career of lead lead actor slash uh, fifth columnist um, uh, criminal mastermind <laughs> right. that, that he's got to hang on to. So, and uh, the and the the third the third uh, what, what was the, what's the great line? The number three oh, the box number office three. star in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the the repost, the number three jerk. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Which it's, was of course a, a, a stellar a stellar. Uh, a stellar um, um, Improv from uh, uh, from, Paul, Paul, from Paul Servino. Paul Servino. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That was yeah. improv. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And, and punctuated by the uh, the tossing of the cigar. The tossing yes. of the cigar. Exactly. <laughs> he was absolutely priceless, Servino. Uh, so, Jim, when we uh, when we get to that minute, uh, we can we can say that that was Im- Im- uh, improvised, and we'll sound yes. like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, as everybody knows, you see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but a great a great minute and uh, and many minutes more to come. So let, let, let's let's hang on to all these other things, um, Billy. You'll be on you'll be on future episodes, I'm sure. Indeed, I indeed yes. I will. And uh, we we don't know when, but I'm, I'm even thinking there might be some later this week. So people need to check back. There, there could be some in the near in the near future. Let's put it that way. Um, but for folks who who would like to talk some more or have some other off. Off-site questions uh, uh, for Mr. Campbell or or for Mr. Brian or for me. Uh, we'd be happy to take your questions at uh, a bunch of different social media at uh, Twitter. You can find us at Rocketeer Minute. You can find us on Facebook at Rocketeer Minute slash, I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. Also at the great big website of RocketeerMinute.com. There's also some cool swag where you can get cool little uh, Billy Campbell action figures that are sold by Amazon. Uh, <laughs> he's in a helmet, but you know he's underneath the helmet. Don't worry about that. Actually, so, the big one, the helmet's removable. I'm sorry that I know that, Billy. Wow. Oh, <laughs> but you know me well enough by now. Yes. yes. yes so uh, it's all it's all out there on Amazon, and they're happy to take your money. I'm sure. So check check all that out at uh, RocketeerMinute.com. Please, if you haven't done so already, and you know we're half an hour in, so you might as well just start it up and get get this going. Go to uh, either iTunes or Google Play. Uh, type in Rocketeer Minute and uh, hit subscribe once we come up, and you can get us delivered hot and fresh every single morning. Please leave a review at iTunes or Google Play to let people know how much you love this show, like we do, like Billy does, and uh, and other people will find out, and you know more people will join in, and, and we'll have even more questions and things to talk about. And we've only got about another hour, ten minutes worth of this movie to go, so please, <laughs> please uh, get those questions in fast. But we will pick this up tomorrow uh, here on another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute. So until next time, over and out. Over and out, boys. I look forward to it.